Before we start the show, just a word from our sponsor, Undeniable Press. For all your screen printing needs, located in the Corktown District of Detroit, Michigan. If you ever need any t-shirts or any other little promo accessories, posters, or whatnot printed up for you, go to Undeniable Press. They're located, once again, in the Corktown District of Detroit, Michigan. And you can uh, reach them at facebook.com slash undeniablepressdetroit. And those same guys who do Undeniable Press also have a clothing line called 20 by 20 Apparel. It's very much wrestling themed. All sorts of nostalgic themes in regards to the history of wrestling. And you can go check out their clothing line at 20x20apparel.com. That's the number 20x, the number 20, apparel.com. Now let's start the show. Fresh is the word. I'm Jim Duggan, got long wood for plenty hoes. I keep it fresher than fresh, but you already know. You suckers bummy, I'm money, I got a ton of flows. My weed loud like a motherfucking thunder roll. Your shit quiet like you ballin' on a budget though. We see your kicks and we laugh and yelling what it goes. You see me shining like a suit on puffy. You know my grind and shit is too strong, buddy. That's why the dude call money. I be stuntin' like it's nothing at all. Cause it's nothing to me, it's probably something to y'all. Trying to smoke like me, then come and fuck with your dog. Got a closet full of kicks, you can't cop it tomorrow. And I'm fresher than the freshest, you can tell it's in my essence. Bitch, you see the way I'm rapping? Yes, I do this shit to death. I tell I'm running out of breath. I tell somebody cut a check. But either way, you know it's fresh. But either way, you know it's fresh. Fresh. We fresh. 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 Welcome to the Fresh of the Word podcast. I'm your host, K Fresh. This is the podcast about music, pro wrestling, and MMA. And we got a great show for you, like always. And just before we get to the show, I definitely want to remind you of a few things. If you ever want to support this podcast, you can always go to freshesthepodcast.com and share any links that are on there on any of your social medias that would help out greatly. There is a link that says support the podcast, and there's a PayPal link you can donate to if you'd like. And there's also an Amazon link on there. We're part of the uh, commission program, and if uh, you use that link when making any purchases, uh, they'll throw some pennies back, a little commission back to the podcast. It'll help out the podcast a little bit, and it doesn't change anything on your end. And also, you can follow Fresh as the Word on Twitter and Instagram at Fresh as the Word 1. That's Fresh as the Word number 1. Or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Fresh as the Podcast. And give us a like and share on there also. And also, you can subscribe to Fresh as the Word on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Fresh as the Word and it should come up pretty quickly. And uh, give us a five-star rating if you like it. That would definitely help out. And if you make any comments on Stitcher or iTunes... Uh, definitely read it on the show. Give you your props. Now onto the show. Got a cool guest this week, Stuby, from the band Lucky Boys Confusion, uh, based out of Chicago. Uh, definitely, they've been a popular band for some time now. But this is the first their their new album, Storm Chasers, is the first new material in ten years. So we go into talking about why they uh, finally came around to making new material. And uh, kind of the nuts and bolts of the recording process, but also Stubby's a uh, was a big old school wrestling fan, so we get into like a lot of old WWE stuff, 
and uh, you know talk about his favorites and everything. Uh, so that was really cool to talk with Stuby about that. Now let's get to the interview with Stuby from Lucky Boys Confusion. Yeah, uh, thanks for taking time out to do this interview with me. No problem, man. Thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, I found out that um, you know you guys have this new album coming out, but like back in the day, you uh, used to be you know a big wrestling fan. Yeah, I definitely was. I was. Uh, I grew up on it, so '80s, '90s, and I got back into it uh, towards the end of the, like the Attitude Era times, and then uh, right when that like was hitting its I would say midstream, uh, I started going on tour again. So I just started catching it here and there. And now when I watch, I'm a little bit lost, but you know, <laughs> it's kind of one of those situations. Yeah. But it's not, a, it's, it's not like you can't catch on real quick. Oh, so definitely. some of these like smaller, um, like factions that have split off and are getting more popular. I really don't know what's going on with those. Um, last I checked, I watched some of the TNA stuff, but yeah, that's really it. Hey, even us who uh, watch it religiously uh, sometimes are confused on what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, um, the band Lucky Boys Confusion just uh, released a new album. Uh, it was the first uh, al- first album of new material in ten years. Um, you just had your release show last uh, weekend. How was the release show? It was awesome. We sold we sold out the House of Blues. Uh, it was a packed house. Everybody was singing along. Um, the best part was uh, we opened up with a new song, and uh, in the breakdown, everybody was singing along, and we couldn't believe it. It was just cool. So at that point in time, the album was only out for a day, and people were already singing along, so it's pretty cool. Cool. Yeah, after after 10 years, you know, why was now a good time to come back? It just seemed like the right time. Um, about, uh, you know, I think it was five, six years ago, I wrote a song, um, and um, I was in, I was actually at the time in a different band, and uh, like uh, you know we were both all of us kind of branched out and did different stuff. And uh, but in the meantime we were still playing together, uh, but just playing old material. Like um, but I wrote this one song and uh, I just it felt like it had to be a Lucky Boys Confusion song, and so I wrote uh, my guys and I'm like hey guys I, I have this song. Um, I just, and I have a whole bunch of other ones, but this one in particular feels like it has to be LBC song. And, uh, I brought it to the guys and they agreed and we put together real fast. And, uh, next thing you know, we're uh, on our way to making like an EP and that EP turned into an LP and then it turned into a concept record. I mean, it just kind of naturally happened, uh, all because of this one song. How long did it take before, you know, you guys felt comfortable, you know, together again? It was really quick uh, because I think it's because we never stopped playing shows together. We never stopped hanging out. We just stopped making new music together. So, you know, when since we were doing it like that, it, it, that that camaraderie and um, feeling of like togetherness never went away. Um, it was a little, it was a little bit like riding, uh, getting back on a bike. You know, I would say the first month was a little clunky, just remembering how each other kind of writes. Right. But after that, it was just smooth. How did it feel after getting a few songs written together again? How did that, you know, how did that feel? It was scary. Um, I can, uh, I can relate it to like, you know, um, to, I mean, and I don't mean to take anything away from this, but I, I feel like, I feel like um, it's scary. Like the first couple months when you find out that you're having a baby, cause you know, it could go away uh, within that first, tri- you know, how they tell you not to set, tell people that you're pregnant for that first trimester. Right. And I felt like that. And that, 
and I, you know, you know, I get, I'm not co- trying to compare one to the other, but it's like, it felt like, oh my God, we have three songs. These are really cool, really three really cool songs, but we don't, we don't want to tell people yet, and you know, uh, have it all fall apart because we get into a dis- have a disagreement or we just lose interest in it, and then we get people excited, and then it doesn't happen. So that's what it felt like at first. And then as things like started progressing and we had half an album with the material, we we're like, you know, we can start telling people and um, maybe even like, so on stage, I started announcing it's true. Rumors are true. We are writing together again. And so, yeah, first couple of songs were pretty scary. How did you, how did you sort of keep the momentum going in the uh, songwriting process? Um, that was pretty easy just cause um, the guys were really digging the stuff I was bringing to the table. Um, so, you know, it was awesome. It was easy. Um, that part I was scared about too. Cause, uh, I was like, what if these guys don't like it? What if, what if, you know, what if it's just like, I put my heart into all this and they're just going, eh, whatever. <laughs> but no, it was easy cause they were really into it. Um, so they were really into it. They really added up so much to it and the song started feeling like ours. So it was, that part was really easy. When you kind of look back to the, you know, the early years of this band, you know, when you first starting starting out, you know, what sort of sticks out in your mind? Um, we were we were just a bunch of kids that were just liked hanging out with each other, liked making music together, and things kind of started just happening for us uh, because we were just real. Um, and that's the that's one thing that we've maintained throughout is just I think why we resonate with people and why we're still able to put a record out after 10 years is because we're the same kind of people that we were when we first started. We were who we were off stage, on stage, you know? Um, and, um, it, that's why when like record labels started calling my house back in the day, um, and like trying to get a hold of us, we were just like, yeah, whatever, man. Like, and you're just like, this is just what we do. So what with or without you, we're going to still keep doing it. So when we signed, it was, yeah, just, I just remember everything just being like, whatever we just are a bunch of kids from the suburbs of chicago that play music and uh i think it's stuck with us now we're just you know full-grown adults do you ever remember a time early on when you kind of almost had like that holy shit moment where you're like oh my god this could you know be something that could stick around for a while um yeah it was in 2001 i think it was 2001 um, and we sold out three shows in two nights at the House of Blues. I was like, what is going on? Um, how is this even possible that this is happening? And, um, yeah, that was that was pretty much it. That was when I just knew, like, this is something real. Uh, these, we're going to, we're going to, at least in Chicago, we're going to, this is going to, this is going to last. Right. When um, when you decided um, to uh, take the hiatus, this band to take this uh, hiatus, you know what was kind of going through the band at that time. Why did you need that break? You know, it, it was hard just being being on the road for so long. At that point in time, we'd been on the road for like six years straight almost, and um, you know, financially it was it was draining us. We weren't making a lot of money, um, so. It was getting harder and harder to justify that we do this. Um, and I think creatively we'd hit a, um, hit a, in a wall. Uh, and I think that 
both me and uh, Adam, the primary songwriters of the band, wanted to go and do um, other stuff. And that was it. And we, we even said it like a million times. We, we didn't stop being a band because we didn't like each other anymore or, or we didn't appreciate each other's talents. It was just just needed to create a different creative outlet and we needed to find different ways to um, you know, financially support ourselves. How did it feel to you know, find these other creative outlets? It was great. Uh, it was great. And I think that's what made uh, this record so good is because we got to stretch our wings, um, get away from each other and uh, see what else we could do, what else we're good at, what else made us better songwriters. And I think that's what, uh, I think that's what this record is. Is it the culmination, uh, like the culmination of, of knowledge uh, over the last 10 years um, put back into this record now? Is there anything specific that you feel like that this record in particular, you know, has in it that you were able to learn over these past 10 years? Well, I mean, it's more focused um, and it's a concept record. Um, so lyrically, we were able to. Um, kind of focus and make something a full story instead of a bunch of scattered parts. And I think more than anything, we just learned how to focus and uh, to take the ego out of the music writing. Right. And with, uh, and on this record, you, um, you worked with the, the producer, Johnny K on this album. What did he bring to mm -hmm. the table? What did he sort of uh, bring out of the material that you brought to him? Well, Johnny's amazing. I mean, you can just look at his catalog and just be like, wow. Um, but um, he just jumped in like he was the fifth member of the band. It was crazy. He just, from day one, he came in and started like going, started asking us, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Have you tried this? Have you tried that? And then, but when it came, came to recording us, he just let us be. He did a lot of work in the pre-production and then just kind of let us go live and just kind of, um, realized that less is more with this band and um, this is the first record where the only people on it are the four of us and uh, Johnny it was uh, really cool it was like a very very hands-on approach to the uh, pre-production a very um, you know as far as like there's not like 9,000 vocals on, the, on it or uh, 100 uh, guitar parts it's just the the drums and bass and the rhythm guitar were recorded live and um you know everything else on top is pretty pretty bare what do you think that you uh yeah. you personally learned from uh johnny k on working on this album to sit back a little bit and listen to your own craft and realize that and and try and realize when you're straying from what you're um what you're trying to get at from the uh, from the piece of art that you're making to, to try to look at it from the outside and realize that you might just be adding this part or that part or not adding a part because uh, you might be adding it because you just think it's cool, not, not really realizing it's not good for the song or not doing a part because you think there's enough there, but they're, you know, just adding a, a small change here or there uh, just ex accents the song even more, things like that. When uh, you first started working with Johnny, uh, you know, what was the first thing you guys did when you uh, first met up with him? He just came over uh, to our rehearsal space and, you know, I just shook hands, said hello. Uh, I'd already known him, some of the other guys hadn't. Um, and then we just ripped into a tune. And right when we did, he's like, 
the best part of the song is the end. We love it. Uh, but what's up with that middle? I mean, just it was that was it. We just got right to work. Now that the album's out now and your fans have, you know, you know, gave it a listen, you know, what's the feedback that you're getting? Uh, are you getting, uh, you know, any differing uh, feedback from your longtime uh, listeners? Everything's been positive so far, which is insane because I didn't think it was, you know, I mean, you expect a little bit of negative feedback, especially from diehard fans. Yeah. But along with us, they've grown up too. So um, they get that it's a more grown up record. Um, it's, we're not, you know, and we're not talking about chasing girls and, and smoking pot <laughs> and running from cops anymore, you know? It's just not, <laughs> it's just, that's not what we do anymore. Um, so, um, so, very, uh, very, what's, um, how can I put this? It's a very mature lyric content. Okay. Um, ver, ver, versus, you know, some of the other more party environment uh, kind of songs. Um, and uh, so people have been really kind. Um, I thought, you know, some people might might have responded like, oh, this is like old Lucky Boys and, you know, kind of been mad about that. But no, we haven't gotten that. You know, we don't ra we don't rap anymore. There's no, there's not that much reggae. Um, and there's a little bit of, you can hear the influence here and there, but it's not really that. It's like, there's not like upstrokes and stuff like that. Um, so it's just a different kind of record. Right. Yeah, you uh, sent me a link to uh, to uh, Chikara Pro uh, Wrestling using one of your songs for their event. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, how did uh, that happen? Uh, I'm friends with uh, Joey Eastman. Okay. Um, he is really involved in that like wrestling scene, and uh, he's a big fan of the band. He used to actually walk out um, to one of our songs, and he got me a hold of this guy um, from Chikara, and uh, he liked the song, and he asked me, you know, hey, can I use it? And I said, man, I grew up on wrestling. I, it's, you know, absolutely go for it, you know. Um, do it while I'm, so, I'm not on a label because, you know, once we get on a label, it's going to cost you a lot of money um, <laughs> if we get on a label. But, like, right now, I could just be like, hey, yeah, fine, go for it. And it's cool. I mean, um, yeah, it was cool. Uh, I, I watched it. I saw I didn't even realize how popular that that uh, that company is. Um, I I just was doing it because I, I always liked wrestling. Right. Yeah, Chicago's uh, great. I've been. I went to one of their uh, the shows that they had uh, in Chicago like late last year. I think it was. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. And yeah, they're they're a much more like kind of like fun, family friendly sort of uh, um, indie wrestling organization. Uh, cool. All sorts of weird gimmicks in there. It, it's 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 really fun. And we're like, like, right now we're like in this really cool era of indie wrestling. There's so many different types of indie wrestling organizations in all, all different parts of the nation, and even like over That's in really Europe cool. now. So like, it's really a really cool time for wrestling. It's almost it's almost like the early '80s again, man. I mean. That's what I'm uh, gathering. It's like all these little divisions and sects of like, uh, champ, like you know, like uh, um, territorial wrestling before, you know, the McMahon's um, before McMahon came over and took over everything. Oh, right. There was like so many. There was like if you looked at a map, it would be like, you know, this territory did this thing, and you know, D Dusty Rhodes would go to all of them and and you know just debut there and onto the giant whoever else. 
but yeah, it's kind of cool. I saw that too. Like I saw that there's, you know, ring of honor. I can't, I can't name them off right now, but I just right. see always, um, these different, uh, divisions and, and like some of the wrestlers, at least the top tier guys are like actually stars. And it's like before, for a while there it was like WWF or bust, you know, or WWE or bust. So that's cool that, you know, these athletes have a different outlet than just the main one. Oh yeah. There's guys that are, uh, that are killing it on the, uh, the indie scene, you know, making, making yeah. good livings, you know, through the shows and through merch and everything. Uh, we're right. you know, definitely going through a nice little golden age for, uh, for the ind- independent re- um, wrestling circuits and it's all really fun. And, uh, and like I said, everybody, a lot of different organizations have their own identity. So if you don't like this one, then you might find another one that's cool, you know, more to your liking, yeah. stuff like that. Very cool. Very cool. How did you, uh, yeah, how, uh, how did you originally get into but, wrestling? Like when you were a kid, man, I mean, it just, it was on TV Yeah. and I, I, I love superheroes and, and like my brother got into it with me too. And, and like, and it all came down to it's like, well, most people that like comic books like wrestling too, because it's the closest thing that you have to superheroes, um, in real life, you know? Right. So, so, you know, I remember when, um, this is a long time ago, but, uh, Triple H got hurt himself for a while and he was gone so long. I forgot. And all of a sudden his music plays and he comes out and he's like, looks like a freak. He looks like Thor, man. Right. It's like, you know, it's cool. And so that just little things like that. I was already a grown man at that point, but like, um, like, you know, just macho man and, and, uh, you know, Rick rude and, uh, Coco beware and, uh, steamboat and all that stuff growing up. That was really fun. Um, cause it was like, yeah, like I said, you know, I was so into comic books that it's just like, it was the closest thing I had. It made, I didn't realize that back then that's why I liked it so much, but you know, it just made sense. It was like good against evil, especially back then in the eighties. There wasn't that like, you know, that, uh, like how wrestling is now where there's a, everything's a gray area. Yeah. Like half, everybody's like booing Cena and Roman Reigns because they're the good guys. <laughs> right. It's it just weird. It's like, I get, I, I mean, I get it. There's a bunch of dudes that want to see like, that still wish the attitude arrows there, but you know, it's like PG again, and but so they boo the good guy, and you know, just whatever. <laughs> who are, who are some of your favorite wrestlers back in the day? Uh, Randy Savage for sure was my favorite. Oh yeah, um, and he's from, he's from my hometown too, so that kind of like I had a cool. That was a cool thing about that. Oh uh, yeah, Randy Savage, I loved. Um, I loved. Um, let's see who else. Uh, I like the Road Warriors and like Demolition. I like that like whole makeup, like yes. superhero kind of like uh, thing that was like. Um, that was pretty cool. I like Steamboat. Like I like I like the high flyers, but that still had like still were like kind of bigger. Um, who else? I liked um, like uh, the heels. I liked Iron Sheik a lot. It was, it was cool. He's cool. I love him on Twitter now, man. He's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> yes. And uh, who else? Um, I'm trying to remember, man. Um, like. Um, Big John Studd and Andre the Giant fights were cool to watch. Right. Um, man, I, I liked it all back then. Um, you know, I even liked Hulk Hogan and, like, those, that stuff. I mean, who didn't? Um, then later, uh, I got, you know, um, I liked The Rock, of course. And I, I thought he was really, like, I thought he did a lot for the business. Oh. And, like, everybody's like, oh, he's such a, 
he's such a like a Hollywood guy now. But I mean, I thought like it it was him and Stone Cold that saved the business. I thought. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I liked all that stuff. Yeah. The typical stuff, and and then you know, then like some of the smaller dudes, like um, uh, later, uh, you know, I, I I don't know, I can't remember right now. But yeah, I liked them all. That was like eighties and nineties. I loved it all. Uh, did you ever get into any of the stuff like in WCW or ECW? WCW for sure. Uh, the whole NWO era. Era. I was. Uh, I watched that. That was pretty cool. I liked. Um, I liked that Goldberg run. I thought they screwed it up at the end, but whatever. <laughs> right. That was pretty cool. Um, I liked. Uh, I liked the whole NWO thing until they until it just got boring. Until like they had it, too many people they, in it. They made yeah. it. They ruined it, you know. They, and uh, you know, I've watched a lot of the documentaries on it and why it was ruined. It makes sense. You you give the, you give the, the talent the right to make the stories. Of course, they're going to make it. They're not writers. They're, they're the talent. Right. So, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. So, right. Whatever. Yeah. That was um. Yeah. The NWO was kind of like how I got back into uh, wrestling at that time because I would watch it mm-hmm. as a kid and. Uh, in the eighties, uh, early nineties. And then I kind of got out of it. Uh, probably around the same time I, I got into hip hop. <laughs> so right, I started sure, like sure. listening to hip hop and stuff like that. But then it was like around 96, 97 is that I got back into uh, wrestling because of the NWO. I was like, cause, cause like when, um, when Hogan turned heel and became Hollywood Hogan, that thing, yeah. that, that actually reached beyond like, the wrestling world that hit pop culture that was awesome and you yeah, heard man, it absolutely. everywhere you know and it was so awesome that it when it happened that you're like everybody kind of started tune tuning in and you know that's when you know the whole monday night war started and between yeah. them and like the rock in the rock in uh austin that really like saved the business at the time yep yep i agree that was fun uh it was a lot of fun to watch um on both sides, you know, and there was, like you said, brought in pop culture. We had Tyson and Dennis Rodman, Carl Malone, and and then you know, um, the the just the writing in the beginning, at least at WCW, was really good. And then the writing got so good over in, uh, um, you know, in uh, WWE. I mean, I'm not a big Shawn Michaels fan, but I like Triple H and yeah, um, and like uh, what they were doing with D Generation X, you know, what, what call it a ripoff of uh, NWO or not? It's just, it was just it was cool, and I liked it. And because the Monday Night War, like you know, whatever people want to say about who won, who lost, the one thing that everybody lost is the wrestling fan lost, and the reason for that is because there was a competition. There was competition to stay good, yeah, to to keep it to keep it fun to keep it keep the storylines fresh to keep it like, Ooh, what are we going to watch? What do we tune into? Like that kind of thing. Like, whereas now it's like, you know, I, yeah, I get that there's all these small, like, you know, but as far as televised, um, uh, you know, sports entertainment is concerned, you have one choice, you know, right. and they can suck that week. And it's not like you can flip back to another cha- channel. It's like, if you want, if you want wrestling, that's what you got. So, Kind of, kind of sucks. Yeah, I liked but, it better when there was two, when there was there was at least competition. Yeah, because when uh, WCW was going downhill and then eventually got bought by uh, WWE, that just turned wrestling into as a whole into shit. You know, 
Yeah, when I agree. 2002, 2003, though, like, I stopped watching at that time because, like, just the programming in in general was just, w- wasn't good. And just having WWF at that time, after they bought out WCW, just that almost just killed the business, the industry of wrestling yeah. in its entirety because there was just no competition anymore, no uh, right. no creativity going on. And it was just, it was just awful, man. It, it was, it was a lot of things that kind of, you know, you didn't have any of those big stars from WCW coming over to WWF because they had these guaranteed contracts where they could just sit home and make money for yep. another year or two. Uh, yep. So it was just a lot of things that happened at that time. So I, you know, I'm glad that we're at least back into a place where. If you you can find good wrestling somewhere, whether it's on a WWE sure. or on the on their network or on all these indie independents who have all they all and there's like these new streaming channels, and even you even have New Japan Pro Wrestling making a uh, more of a a global stamp now to where it's easier cool. to, to check it out now. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that, and I'm not saying that um, WWE is that bad either. I'm just saying that I don't really. Um, I don't really get into the the characters yet. I mean, or, or like the new ones. I'm not, I'm not really big on um, um, the, some of the characters. Like, uh, I'm not the the Wyatt or whatever brother, uh, yeah. whatever. I know that's like, and then the whole the three characters that came out of the whatever Roman Reigns and well, what, the Sun, Shield. Or, yeah. What were they first? They were for a while. They were all three together. Yeah, the Shield. They were like. The shield, yeah, I didn't like any of that stuff. Um, thought it was like whatever. It's, it didn't get, really get into it. And I mean, Cena's fine. I, I, I at least I respect his like. Um, I don't know. I mean, he he's a he's a good athlete, and he right. you know he tries, and he he sticks he sticks to his guns, and I, I'm cool with that. But I don't really care much for like any of the other guys. I heard Taker retired. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, good for him. You know, he had a, what a cool career. I never really got that into him, but cool. And what Triple H is now just like, kind of like behind the scenes, right? Yeah. He, he's, he's kind of a, he's kind of on a, an on air character sometimes, but he's yeah. more, but, uh, he's part of, uh, doing a lot of the developmental stuff, um, in the background, That's cool. like the NXT That's brand good. and stuff like that. You know, he's, he's, uh, kind of like the main head and all that. And, you know, I liked it. I, I thought it was cool when Brock Lesnar came back, but then I realized, man, he's boring to watch. And it's like, I, I don't, I, he, he's like, he just wails on the other dude. And it's so unbelievable to see like him fight somebody like, <laughs> right, li- like whoever. And it's like, dude, this is stupid. This is like when they used to have Andre the Giant fight, like Jake the Snake Roberts and Jake the Snake would win. I'd just be like, yeah, okay, like that. <laughs> and they would just so like every time they'd bring out Damien and Andre the Giant would run away, dude, whatever. It's like I, I would just I, like that kind of stuff just makes me go, what? A- yeah, okay, like like Seth Rollins is gonna be able to hold a freaking candle uh, or like he to Brock Lesnar he's just gonna run him over like I I thought that there was that one Ryback character I like that dude and then they got rid of him right I thought Ryback Ryback versus Lesnar looked like a real they could have done something cool with that if they would have just um made Ryback babyface you know or whatever yeah, I, don't know. It, I don't know I I think 
Yeah, Bluster is another problem because he's such a name that he just does whatever he wants. And I don't know. Right. So, but, I, I kind of like Lesnar back in the day when he had a little bit of a sense of humor on the uh, on the WWF programming, but now he just comes out I didn't, and whatever. Yeah, and just like <laughs> acts like he doesn't want to be there, and like, yeah. I mean, I liked him in the very beginning when he didn't even talk. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. Uh, when he was just with Heyman and. He would just went to talk. I also like back around that time. There was one guy I don't know if you'll remember him or not, but his name is Bobby Lashley. Yeah, yeah, he's in a he TNA like a, right now, an Impact. Yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. I thought he was a beast, man. I don't understand why they got rid of him. Um, I thought he could have been a huge face. You know, I don't know. I didn't get it. Yeah, and every once in a while, Lashley uh, fights in Bellator MMA also. Oh, does he? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, he's like a legit like MMA fighter also. And uh That's cool. yeah, every once in a while he'll do he'll uh he'll have a fight in Bellator. Uh he he won his last fight. I forget when it was, but yeah, he's mainly in um uh, he's been in uh, in uh TNA Impact for a while now. He's been like like he's he's always kind of around the champion. Well? What's that? Does TNA do well? Uh, they're kind of, they're always kind of like in a, well, the past year they've been, is like the first time in a while that they've kind of had some positivity towards them, um, due to, uh, Matt Hardy's broken Matt Hardy character. Have you heard, heard about that? No. Okay. Okay. You remember the Hardy boys from back in the day? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, weren't they just at WrestleMania or something like that? Yeah, they just came I back were... to uh, to WWE and actually won the Raw t- um, Tag Team Champions. But um, okay, cool. about a year or so ago, uh, Matt Hardy, after he got like uh, he lost a match to his brother Jeff, he yeah he created this character where he's kind of like um where he's kind of emotionally broken and in doing so he um he sort of found this power and brilliance from what he says from a, like a different era a different or like a different being higher being or whatever <laughs> all and, right cool and, and and his his voice kind of his voice is kind of like akin to do you remember do you remember how triple h used to talk way back in the day with the accent? Oh yeah, like when he was Hunter House. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a, very like a French sim- debutante kind of thing. Yeah, it's very similar to that, but maybe a little bit more weirder. And mm-hmm. he always used to talk, and he would, he would he would he would like pronounce things in really weird ways. But this broken mm-hmm. Matt Hardy, and and they went out of their way to make everything like super like crazy and cheesy, and. It's amazing. It's so much. It's so funny and so entertaining. Like go on YouTube and like and 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 uh, find any of the Broken Matt Hardy stuff. Find uh because they like TNA uh, posted all that stuff. Uh, there's like there's this one thing called uh, Tag Team Apoc- uh, Tag Team Apoc- Apocalypto, where mm-hmm. it's this weird tag team extravaganza match out in this field. Out in his his uh, his compound, he says, like the best way I could describe tag team apocalypto is if you gave a group of guys all the best drugs and you videotape them. <laughs> it is like the crazy. It's the craziest thing, but but TNA like 
they got a lot of inf- they got a lot of positivity to their company towards because of that a lot of attention but due to like some contract stuff and everything uh the hardys left uh tna and then recently tna just got bought out by another company called anthem they dropped the tna so they're just impact now and they they're kind of mm. going through a uh a sort of a uh, transitional period right now that's cool that's cool um I kind of got to go, but, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I'm hoping to get back into it now that I'm like, kind of like on a regular schedule where I can watch on Mondays and Tuesdays and stuff. Right. So looking forward to it. So great. Yeah. It's, it's been great talking with you. Um, where can people, uh, find you, uh, information about the band online? Uh, luckyboysconfusion.net. Um, and then, uh, lucky boys confusion band on Facebook at lucky boys music on Twitter. And just, you know, you can just Google Lucky Boys Confusion. We're the only band that uh, with that kind of name. So <laughs> pretty easy to find us, right? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. All right, thanks for uh, chatting with me, and good luck with everything. All right, thanks, man. All right, man. All right. Later. Mm, bye. All right, now that was my interview with Stuby from Lucky Boys Confusion. Their new album, Storm Chasers, is out right now, so go please pick that up. It's a good listen. And like always, I'm joined with my co-host, MMA connoisseur, pro wrestling connoisseur, Detroit hip-hop artist, and proud Marine, V-Styles. What up? What's good, K-Fresh? You alright, man? I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm I'm feeling good today. I mean, I'm ready to talk about some stuff. There's things going on. People coming, people going, people we might not see for a while. You know. Man, man. (laughs) Crazy, man, crazy. Say it, say it, say it, say it. Okay, to start things off, I want to start, just kind of go like totally different thing, you know. So, something something really hit the internet today and that was kind of, it, it, it's kind of in our in our old sort of, you know, thing of our hip-hop thing. It's this whole mm-hmm. Little Yachty versus Joe Budden thing that was going on. Did you see this shit? <laughs> Yeah, I've I, I seen it today, uh, early today, about 1 o'clock. <laughs> What's your thoughts about that? Um, um, well, <clears throat> I think Little Yachty was handling himself very well. And, you know, I am what you people would consider an old head. Yeah. Let's set this straight right now. <laughs> um, I thought little Yachty handled himself very well. Right. All, all until, and he recovered a little bit, but I feel like he handled himself great until they asked him the questions, are you in the 360 deal? And he said, I don't know. Um, as an artist, as a person who has went through many years and have the ups and downs and knowing contract language and knowing just, you know, knowing, you know, cause music, you know, just keep it 100 is the easy part. Yeah. The business the business is the part that you must understand. Otherwise, you'll get crushed in the industry. 
And so for him to say, uh, I know I got good lawyers and I don't know, totally. Now, at the same time, this kid is 18, 19 years old, so it is possible that he don't know. Yeah. But... But, but but I don't know, man. That, that, I don't think that gives them a gives anybody a pass to not know something. You should be learning yeah, at this time. See, you know? I, I'm with you on that, but all the stuff that he was popping about being part of Nordica and as far as having, you know, whatever role he has in in the new uh, on the new fashion line that that, that they yeah. have. Um, the target ads, yeah. the, you know, all that stuff that, you know, he was talking about. It all looked great until he said he didn't know if he had a 360 deal. Because if he has a 360 deal, I would, I could only imagine that those, late, you know, that, that capital you know, and he still really don't even understand because his little boutique label was nothing compared to what, you know, capital can do for him. You know, it gives them a, a stage. It gives them a, 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 a huge stage, man. So for him not even to understand that, it's like, wow, okay, well, maybe this kid can learn from it. But I still, you know, I agree with Joe Buttons. That's where I'm at with it. Um, you know, I mean – he did articulate himself well, but he still sounds like a kid that don't know. Right, and, right. And uh, going through, like, generations and generations of young talent being ripped off by the music industry, and we're still, in 2017, seeing people, like, just sort of, like, sell their soul for fame or not know what they're into completely. Like, I can't believe we're mm-hmm. still actually having this discussion, you know, that there's still people that will, will you know, you know, jump into all of this without, you know, being a, you know, a student of it also, you know, he, you know, he should, you know. That's the scary part, man. He, right. Like I said, he was doing great. He was doing great all up until that moment of truth when he said he didn't know if he was, you know, if, if he was in a 360 deal. Everything he said up until that point didn't even matter no more. Right, right. It's like, wow. But the look on Joe Budden's face was just, but, but that see, shit was priceless. But see, with Joe Budden, like, the, a lot of times in this time, he, the, he, he says the right things, but he doesn't know how to say them properly. So he comes off like, he does come off like that old head sometimes where you don't, you don't he's saying the right things but sometimes you don't want to listen to him because of the way he's saying them mhm yeah true you talking about Joe Buttons yes um i like his intensity man if that was if that was me asking questions that probably would have been me and i'm being <laughs> 100% i mean it's great that there's there's still people that have that intensity in uh in hip hop these days because everybody is so on their tippy toes because they don't want to lose their money or their opportunities and stuff like that, you know? So, but sometimes he can be a little, in that situation, you know, like you said, little Yachty was, uh, he was handling himself well until that question came up. 
And when you pair that compared to what, you know, Joe Button, how he was reacting, I guess it could all come off as, you know, come off as wrong. That shit was beautiful. Instead that of... That shit was beautiful because, <laughs> look, because once he said that he didn't know, like, Joe Button kind of looked like, you know, he's asking questions. Right. Um, And they were going back and forth, and it almost looked like Joey was kind of bagging down, you know, but still holding holding court on his beliefs. But it was like he, he almost was kind of like softening his stance up on how he felt about him because the way he, how he was handling himself. Right. He handled it. He didn't handle, he didn't handle himself like no ch- like if that was Migos, that would be a different interview. <laughs> now I'm just I'm just being real, no diss to him, but I just think it would have been a different, you know, if, if that was little Uzi, that would have been a different interview. This guy sounds smart. As a kid that's yeah. 18, 19 years old, he sounds, you know, he sounds like a kid that that you know could possibly be on his. I mean, he's already on his way. To wonderful things. That kid's a millionaire, so I can't say anything about that kid. But you know, he sounds okay. Smarter. I don't know, you know, how people feel about it, but he sounds smarter than the average. Uh, he he sounds smarter than his contemporaries, uh, people of his age, and the people he's uh, competing against. So, yeah. Um, it just was like, you know, wow. You know, up until that point, Joy was kind of like softening his stance. You can kind of, you felt it in the interview because he was giving him props on certain stuff, giving right. him dap, giving him pound. But then he said, that's it. And <laughs> it was like, everything that he said, everything Joey said is back to what he was saying. Like, nigga, you are, like, you don't know. Like, you don't know. And he still... Even after kind I mean, he still didn't bow down. You know, the kid still didn't bow down. He still handled himself well, but he's just naive, man. I was just talking up to, you know, this just what the new thing is. And, you know, in fact, I'm going to, I'm not even going to respond to certain things anymore because a lot of stuff is not for me. I can only respond to stuff that I feel like, is within you know within my stage you know so you know good for him you know um you know it ain't for me to like him having red braids and <laughs> you know diamonds in his mouth and you know elementary raps and stuff that ain't for me nah, you know nah. you know my son don't even like that man my son <laughs> is is 12 and, and he listens to ll cool j cool mo d and you know what he told me? He told me a couple of weeks ago. I put it on Instagram. He was like, "Dad," he said, "You know who my who, who my favorite rapper is?" And I'm looking at him all proud, like, "Yeah, go ahead, say it." You know, he was like, "You know who my favorite rapper is?" <laughs> and I was like, "Who, Cam? Go ahead, go ahead, and tell you that who." And I got the camera on, and he was like, "Raekwon." Ooh. He was like, "But you," he was like, "But you're a close second, though." And I <laughs> And, and I couldn't even get mad at that because that it was the real shit. And I, all I could do was say, "Hey, well, you know, at least it's Rayquan." <laughs> right. Not like you said. You know, I, I don't know who, but <laughs> he, he ain't say no garbage. Yeah, that was the beauty of it. he ain't say no garbage. So yeah, but I ain't mad at that kid, man. I used to spend energy on 
on, you know, like, uh, right. What? That shit ain't some, it ain't for me. And, and that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's that, for me. And that's a thing that I've kind of, uh, kind of something that I decided the past couple years is that I realized that I'm not like, I'm a music writer. I interview people, but I'm not a critic and I don't have many, I don't have that many sort of like passionate views on what things should be. So I'm not going to try to be that. So I just kind of finally let it go. Any sort of feelings of being a critic and like what I like. And just like, if, if there's an artist out there that maybe isn't too up, up to the purest standards or whatever, but if he's resonating some way with a younger audience in a positive way, or something, then I, you know, I can respect that, you know, and I, and I can be like, yo, that's cool. There's a lot of like rock bands that, you know, people will like talk shit. They're like, oh, they're just another metalcore band, another uh, uh, warp tour band or whatever. But I'll go to like these, I'll go to the warp tour and see how passionate their fans are. And I'll be like, you know what? And I might like these bands also. And I'll be like, I don't care what anybody says. I like this band. I see that they're resonating with their audience. So you can't help but, you know, but, you know, like that and respect that, you know. But, you know, there's definitely. That's why I fuck with you, Kelly. That's why I fuck with you, man. Like, most people don't, they can't understand stuff like that when, when you're an artist and you know they're on the outside looking in and they don't understand certain things they think you know that if you don't have a million followers then you know you're nothing and <laughs> to me having one fan is great because right i know a lot of people that don't know i know a lot of people that don't have no fans so I, I I feel you one hundred percent on that, man. One hundred percent on that. That's great. And it's and it's 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 just bad mojo to have like hate and negativity towards a music artist. Like that just sounds yeah, no doubt. that just sounds dumb to me. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. Un- unless that music artist like killed your dog or something. I don't know. Like I like it ain't. It just that shit ain't for me. I know it ain't for me. He he, one less dude on, on that's not on the street doing negative. Right. He's doing he's doing he's doing like he he got his order. Regardless if he got a three sixty deal or not, there's still more money that that he's dealing with than any of us is dealing with. Right. So, you know, I mean, you got to big him up on that, man. You know, it ain't for me though. I don't I don't fuck with that. You know, I'm. You know, I'm a bumpy knuckles MOP. You know, knots type of guy. That's just right, right. Who I am. And speaking of uh, you know, music that we're into, how how excited are you for this Cool G Rap album? Oh, uh, look, look, look! <laughs> I'm super geek because not one. Um, I mean, for for one. <clears throat> Um, anybody that that's familiar with the music that I do, um, me and Moss got a couple records. You know, I shot videos for. Yeah. Um, we we got a real close relationship. That's my partner. Uh, me and him plan on working on a project together real soon. Um, I only, you know, I'm just gonna keep it real. You know, as the, the older I get, <clears throat> the more you know I, I see that. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm still dope. 
but the more I see that, you know, I do music because I love doing, I don't necessarily have to do music, but I love, you know, I love rocking. That's what right. it's all about for me. But Mar- me and Mars will do a project before I, before I stop. And we've already talked about it. And it's just a matter of time before that happens. But back to him and Cool G Rap. I knew that he was doing this project probably about two and a half years ago. Yeah. He, we was talking, we was talking one day. He was like, V, um, he's like, man, I'm working on this Cool G Rap album. I was like, you're doing a Cool G Rap fucking album? And this was before, well, okay, I, I'll say it. Um, cool G on my new album, too. You know, Thornton Mellon, you know, <laughs> coming out soon. Awesome. Shameless plug. But <laughs> I knew I knew that that was happening. And Moss is one of the most humblest dudes you ever meet. Um, his grind is is pretty simple. He's a record collector. He and he does beats and he resells records. That's it. That's what he does. He buys old stuff, um, and he reissues the old stuff. Music. That's what he does over in Canada, and he's my definition of a very hard worker. Um, so for him to be doing a project like this with, to me, you know, Kuji is definitely. Um, in my top five, arguably, you could say he's top three. Arguably, you could say he's number one. <laughs> um, but, the right. th- um, but I mean, because if you look at what he did from the very beginning, everybody else adapted to what, you know, it probably wouldn't be no nice if it were for Coogee Rap. A lot of, you know, when nobody rhyming like Coogee Rap, you know, Prior to Coogee Rap, and right. that's a fact. Fact. And, 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 and no argument. If you say, yeah, you can't even argue that. So when, when you t- when you hear dudes talking about mafia stuff and this, that, and the other, and da 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 da, Coogee was doing it twenty years prior to that. And if you listen to his rhymes today, from what he did when we was coming up, they still sound better than. Ninety-nine percent of the shit that's coming out. So, with 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 you know, and that one percent is the Royces, the the Elzas, the you know uh, the the you know people don't put this dude in there, but Fonte and Black Thought. So it's a it's a small one percent that still knocks it out, you know. But Coogee Rap is the the Godfather of anything mafia. So so. The C2 of my friends working together is, for me, it's like all I can do is smile, man, because they they good dudes, man. So I'm looking forward to it. I already pre-ordered my shit. And I talked to Knott's, uh, I talked to him the other day. And we talking about, you know, linking up soon, man. I might go down to Toronto, man, and <clears throat> do some recording with him. But that's my guy, man. I love, I love, uh, that say Knott's or did I say Moss? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> but okay, well, well, let me let me correct it now. It's my man Moss in Moss. Toronto. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go down there soon because he's gonna be on the Thornton Miller album. Then me and me and him we gonna do a collab album. So yeah, man, I, I'm super geek for it, man. That's what hip hop's all about, man. Y'all go hear some real raw shit. 
Real raw shit. Yeah, and, man. And if you haven't heard, the, if you haven't heard the new single with him, Lil Fame, and uh, Freeway, bro, y'all go check it out. Google that. Google that shit. That shit is, man, nasty. Man, they got and they got a lot of dope guests on that too. Man, they got a joint with uh, with uh, with Conway and uh, Gun on it. Man, shoot. I'm jealous. Look, Dog. those are my new favorite dudes right there, man. Cool G rap, freaking Conway and Gunt, man. Dog. Those look, those are my two favorite new dudes right there. Right. I feel like a late bloomer because I don't I don't I don't listen to a lot of shit. Cause nothing make me nothing grabs my ear, you know. But when I heard these motherfuckers, man, oh my god, man. Oh man, 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 yeah. Yeah, I fucks with them, man. I fucks with them. Oh man, and you got Cormega mm-hmm. on here. You got an old. Uh, you got Sean Price on there, man. Rest in peace, man. There's a, man Raekwon, yeah. man Noriega. Shoot, man. And man, he yeah. and he has someone on here who is majorly slept on, man. Ag the Ag the Corner. Have you heard him? Oh, Ag Ag the Corner is nasty, man. He is I mad got, I slept boy, on. I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a boy that work for that label, man. Um and. and yeah, I'm I'm super familiar with him. He, his bars is nice, and he's definitely slept on. But I, yeah, I like AG the corner. Yeah, man, he's mad slept on, man. So yeah, mm-hmm. I can yeah I can, I'm yeah. I'm I, I'm excited for this uh, Cool G rap album, man. I'm excited. That's, that right. that is my type of album. Right, this is you my know, type of my shit. Type of so yeah, man, I I'm 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 super geek for it as well, man, and. and you know, for anybody out there to be talking that garbage, there ain't no good hip hop out there, man. Da, da, da. <laughs> open your eye, open your eyes up, man, because there's a lot of good good hip hop out here, man. You know, you just gotta, you know, get your head out the dirt, man, and and start googling shit, and you know, it's it's all type of resources out here for you to find out what what's really dope, man. But you know, cool G rap, man, it, it's. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm super excited because he's a cool dude, and Moss is my guy. I've been, you know, I read, you know, during the during the the MySpace era, you know, when we first started using the internet for this music shit. Yeah. You know, I, I did a I did a joint called uh, I did a remix of, of a joint called. Uh, First arise that me and my boy Big Gov got. Shout out to Big Gov. Um, you know, me and Gov did it first, and then it was me, OC, and Royce. Um, so I had the vocals, you know, and I'm like, you know what? Let me reach out to Moss, man. I I, I was fucking with Moss since the well-known asshole. You yeah, know, the I first OB, OB records, man. You know, people don't know people don't know about that. Shout out to Obi Trice too. Detroit, what up though? Um, but he had did the well known asshole, but I was a fan of his and my boy Boom fucked with Moss. And Boom was like, Man, V, you should holler at Moss, la la la. And you know, we, we, we from the D, man. We limited, man. So, you know, at this time man, I don't really know, you know, what a person gonna say, but I'm a I'm going to reach out anyway. So I right. reached out to him on MySpace. I was like, man, how would you like to remix this record I got with, you know, OC and Royce? Now, at the time, I'm like, you know, well, he may not know 
who the fuck V Style is, but he damn sure know who uh, Royce the Five Nine and, and OC is. Right, he right. Don't. <laughs> so he, so he jumped at it. Well, I ain't gonna say he jumped at it. That that's not you know that I ain't gonna say. It. But he agreed to it immediately. Soon he seen it, you know. But yeah, he jumped at it. Yeah. He jumped at it. <laughs> right. And <laughs> and uh, I mean no, and, and that ain't saying it. To, you know, but he jumped at it. I mean, because he a producer and he wanted his beats on dope. You know, he wants dope dudes on his shit. So right. yeah, he jumped at it. So um, that started our relationship to where that's my brother. I love Moss, man. So yeah, any good any good look for him, it it, it makes me smile because I, I you know, you know, you know, I ain't got to tell you. No, <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> that's my man. You know, I root I, I root for for you know. To, to rock with me and you met me not like how we would meet normally and you know Moss just a dope dude man he he real dope and low and super low key and he don't he don't be caught up in that bullshit he just do what he do you know and he keep it moving man so when he told me he was like P you know I'm doing uh, cool G's I was like huh and I was like man you need to you know, he's like, well, I see what I can do. And I didn't meet Cool G through, through Moss. I wanted to meet him through my man DJ Butter. Okay. And me and Cool G, you know, linked up. And he uh, is going to be on one of, the, one, of my, uh, one of my super records that I have. And I'll just leave it at that. That's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. All right. I'm excited to hear all, hear that also, man. Shout out Toronto. Shout out Toronto, man. I'm, I'm coming up there soon. Toronto, there man. Soon. Toronto, Toronto, Toronto's dope, man. And, and, and Cardinal Ma- official all day. Cardinal official. I ain't official, no Drake, dog. dude. I ain't no Drake, dude. I'm a Cardinal official, dude. Cardinal official, man. That's, that's, the, that's, the, real, that's the real king of uh, Toronto. That's right. That's right, <laughs> damn it. Card, Cardinal. You're familiar. Old time killing. <laughs> oh man, Woo! Yeah, I'm a Cardinal fan, man. You know, get my tattoo on oh, my arm. Yeah, his new album. Oh my god, he got some joints on his the, the last album he put out, man. I need, yeah, you I know? need to check but that yeah, out. Yeah. I, I never checked that out, so I definitely need to go. Uh, you go back never? To what? Nah, look, man. Look, 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 look. Mo, Moby teasing me because, you know, I watched with Cardinal. He's like, you like Cardinal? I'm like, yeah, you know. You you like, uh, and I like this dude too. You like Zero. Right. <laughs> Demographics, man. <laughs> you know, Car, Car, Cardinal is by far, when you talk about hip-hop history. Yeah. Man, I'm so glad we talked. I'm, I'm so glad we switched it up. Thank you, man. This is dope. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, when you talk about hip hop history, you talking about one of the most slept on artists of all time. Um, not in Canada, but in the United States. Right. Kind of official by far. <clears throat> There's certain artists that it don't matter whatever they drop. I support them. Cardinal official is due whenever he drops some shit. I support him. Because he is mad talented, man. He makes beats. 
He's a b-boy. He DJs. He spits. Um, I've always said, you know, and I don't like putting him in his own category because I thought, you know, I, I mean, I don't like comparing him with people because, you know, he's his own dude with his own spin. But if he was anybody, he would be, in my opinion, he would be um, the Buster Rhymes of, of, of Canada. Right. You know, that makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, because he's, he, go ahead. No, and the thing with, uh, with Cardinal Officials, I always thought he was, he mirrored, like, the real culture that comes from Toronto in his music. Yeah. Man, look, look, I've been rocking, man, I've been rocking with that dude forever. I remember I met him at St. Andrews one time. My man Tita Penn brought him down there um, when he was, uh, he, he was on some promo. And, and he's a tall dude, man. So when I seen him, I was like, dog, I fucks with you, man. And, you know, when he started talking, you know, he's he really does. He 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 got the whole uh, West Indian, Trinidadian, Jamaican thing going on, man, to where when he talks, that's what he sounds like. Right. You know? So it's like, wow, you know. You know, but he was a super cool dude, man. I, I actually, you know, I want, I want him on my album, man. That's a... You know, Cardinal is a, a bucket list joint of mine, man. I, I got a couple dudes scratched off my bucket list, man. But Cardinal, man, you know, while all y'all out there loving Drake, and there ain't no, ain't no, ain't no hate or nothing like that. But I'm just simply saying, overall, in my opinion, and my opinion does matter, you know, Cardinal is easily. <laughs> Easily my favorite artist over there. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's all good. No, I man, I yeah, we agree on, with we, you. we on some music shit, man. That's what we at right now. That's why, hey, 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 yeah, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, no, I agree with you, man. I've always been a big uh, Cardinal official fan, uh, and no, like I said, man, he 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 was definitely just on like. His music was a mirror of like the real culture there, you know, all the different ethnicities you, out there. Make sure you make sure you tag him in this podcast. Too, oh, man. definitely, definitely. Yeah. I've been on not look. I've been on not head like dog. You need to holler at your man Cardinal, man, because you know I want him on this. You know, and you know I'm waiting. So if you hearing this shit, Cardinal, we need a link, man. All you gotta do is Google. I mean, I hate to even say it like that. V-S-T-Y-L-E-Z, and you'll see my extended resume. No, no garbage. Right. You know, only with uh, uh, only with dudes that you would affiliate yourself with. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's work if we can. Definitely. <laughs> Shameless plug again. <laughs> All right, switching topics uh, to the world of MMA uh, today. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a big like Nate Diaz interview with uh, Ariel Hawani. Um, it's a special edition of the MMA Hour. Basically, it Nate... was wonderful. <laughs> How can you not love <laughs> Nate Diaz, man? Like, dude, like the realest dudes, the realest. Look, real. They real dudes, man. I fucks with both of them. Man, it basically he's like. 
UFC bullshit. I'm not. I'm probably not gonna fight for the rest of the year. Cannabis money is being thrown at me. I'm gonna go race. But no, man. He, he, nah, he was keeping it real. Like, th- like so many. There's so many things, man. He's like, I'm not gonna be, you know, all up in, uh, you know, Gucci suits. I'm gonna put that money back in my mom, you know, and stuff like that. You know, he exactly, being, exactly. Like, you know, he he was definitely talking on, you know, the the negative culture that's, you know, within the UFC right now and how it's just mm-hmm. spreading, and you got all these guys complaining now um about how things are you know and he was making up he's making a lot of valid points man like so many valid points yeah and he ain't lying i'm telling you man it's it's a lot of people over there that's not happy and fortunately for somebody like nate can you hear me yeah yes fortunately for somebody like nate Nate has been a part of probably the biggest pay-per-view of all time, so he's sitting on some millions. Right. He's sitting on on some millions, so he can afford to say, you know, this ain't no shot at him at all, because I'm that good for him. Shit, he deserved that shit, man, especially when a year prior from that, a year prior from him linking up with Conor, you know, Dana comes out publicly and says, well, he's not a, a needle mover. Well, guess what? That motherfucker's a needle mover now. Look at what he's doing. Look at what he's done. Numbers speak. You know, so he's sitting on some millions. Rumor has it he made about $15 million for that, uh, for that, for that, for that uh, second car fight. So he's sitting on some bread. So he don't have to sit up here and say, hey, man, I got to worry about this training camp. I gotta, uh, he ain't got to do that because he can afford to just be like, man, fuck that. I'm going on vacation. And he got, he recouped his money from cannabis shows. How great is that? Right, right, right. So he, so he, he ain't really spending no bread. Right, you know, man. Dudes like that, dudes like that don't fly themselves nowhere. They get flown by whomever's, whomever, whomever wants them. So he don't have to spend bread. Just look, just looking at, you know, at least from what I could could see, you know, from the area of Hawaii spot, he don't look like he spent a lot of money because motherfuckers sent him shit. Right. <laughs> and, and, that's how that, and that's how that shit really be. Send it. Man, I'm telling you, bro. You you will be amazed at some of the stuff that I get from people. Will be like, wow, damn, do send me this? Oh shit, man! Have a likeness of myself, or you got some dude that just really into your shit. And it's for me, it's like, wow, this dude is crazy. But you sit back and think about it, it's like, well, shit, man. I, you know, imagine if I had a million motherfuckers like this. So, you know, I ain't mad at him. That dude getting. He getting dudes that sending him custom Nikes, dog. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right, man. He he getting to send custom Nikes and they the real McCoy. That's all. Like, wow, man. You know, that's a it's a whole that's a whole nother world, man. So, you know, you talking to a dude that has watched that kid since 
the since he won the uh, the Ultimate Fighter, man. So, you know, and if you look at him and him and Nick, yeah, Nick was always the dude that we looked at. Nate has slowly surpassed his brother. Maybe that might be because of inactivity, but he he has become this cult guy that people root for regardless because they like his style. Right. So, you know, salute Nate Diaz, man. Salute Nate Diaz. And I, you know and I, we need, man. You know what we need when you edit this? Yeah. You can edit me saying, yeah, we, you can edit me saying this shit out, but we need, um, like when we say cue stuff, like salute. If you can find the hand clap effect where you hear audience like this clapping. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would, I think I, I think it would add, add like, wow, you know, okay, yeah, they're stepping it up a minute. Okay, well, so I'm going to do it again. Hold up. So, salute me, Diaz. <laughs> right, exactly. See, you feel me? Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Yeah, I'm, look, look, I'm, 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 I'm happy for him, though, man. Not well, for... And I'm, glad that, he's, like, and, I'm, and I'm glad that Dana he's saying that, that like, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm glad that he's saying, like, if I'm going to fight again, you know, you better, you know, give me a good offer, you know. And I and I agree with him about, like, everybody talking about this. Uh, yeah, with that. And just even, like, uh, doing the trilogy with uh, with Connor. Like, and we've said it many times, you know, while on paper it's one and one. It's arguably two two and zero oh on two uh, and zero. Oh. It's two and zero oh to me. It ain't one and one at all. Right, and it's, it's two and zero. Oh. And it's two and zero oh in his mind. So why would he want to have a third fight? You know. Yep. Mhm. Like, I agree now, with him and, on and that. And I'm with I'm, I'm with Nate on that, man. I'm straight up, I'm, I'm straight up with Nate on that, man. Because he didn't he didn't lose that second fight, man. It was given to Connor. Man, you know, and um, I saw somebody um somebody post all like the um the scorecards that all the writers do and everything during those fights, and like most of the writers mm-hmm. gave it to Connor also. I'm like I don't know what fight they were watching, man. Like, well, t- he, t- a majority of writers are big writers, right? Man. You know, if Connor would have won the fight, even if it it didn't involve a KO or anything like that, if it was a decision. I would have said that shit. Yeah, he he outworked him. Da 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 da. Even if I didn't, even if I didn't feel like, you know, even if I wasn't rooting for that dude, I would give it up for him, man. Um, a lot of dudes are ball riders. Yeah, we got a lot of we got a, a lot of biased Skip Bayless motherfuckers out there. Right, and that was something that I was like, um, like like last week when I uh when I texted you about like. All like the negativity in uh, the UFC and how it just very aggravating. A part of that, mm-hmm. a part of that thinking for me also was like I was listen, I was listening to a lot of the podcasts and like following a bunch of the people like from the MMA media, and I'm like, what the hell is going on with these people, man? I I'm like, it 
I, I was starting to get aggravated just because, first off, it's like, it, it just seems like the same things are being talked about over and over and over again. And the, the fighters are talking about the same things over and over and over again. And it almost gets aggravating. You're like, okay, there's nothing new that anybody's saying. But, like, they're just throwing, like, the media is just throwing all these stuff up to try to get clicks or whatever. It's all aggravating to me. So I had to literally, like, unfollow and quit listening and stuff. So much stuff. If I'm going to be able to actually enjoy this shit. Oh, indeed. I'll tell you. Right, I'll tell man. you. <laughs> lot of dick wagon going on. Lot of dick wagon. Okay, did you did you see that uh that uh that video that uh Paige Van Sant did? I didn't see the video. I seen a picture of her looking like a, a skimpy uh bad skimpy ad for um for uh for uh. What is it? Oh, for what, what, what am I? What am I looking for? A bad skimpy act for um, well, whatever lingerie. <laughs> but the thing was, I actually, I actually saw the whole video, and it's not as bad. I don't think it's as bad as other people were, uh, it were saying. You know, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see a video. I just seen a still pic, and they were talking about how it was a, you know, she did her own basically Reebok ad. Yeah, and I didn't. I didn't see the actual video. I just thought there were pictures. Right. Um, but I did I did read the comments of Hill and uh, was it Angela Hill? Yeah. And a couple of other people, you know, it sounds like, I mean, don't get me wrong, but um, Paige has to understand that when you're a young person like what she is, and you come in and you have a certain look. Yeah. And you're getting and you're getting opportunities that most girls don't get that are professional fighters. Then there's going to be some hate from people that fight just like you. So um my suggestion to Paige is um you know, um you need haters. You know, get yours. Your window is small. So if your window is small to make bread, well, I don't really think her window is small. I think her window is huge because she's a fighter, but she also was on Dash with the Stars. And no matter if she wins or loses, she's ratings. Right. And she also um, wants to transition to, like, to like WWE if possible. So Exactly, exactly. Right. It's going to be stuff like that, you know? Her shit is different than most fighters and most women fighters, and they bitter because they only limited to to throwing hands and kicks and jujitsu and wrestling. So Paige needs to keep doing what she's doing. It seems like she has the correct handlers that's been – you know, over her career. So keep doing what she's doing, man. And, you know, if it transitions to a bigger payday anywhere else, you know, go for it. You know, I I think we ought to get out of the, you know, I've just come to the realization that I can't worry about stuff that don't have shit to do with me. And right. Th- that's and, what and that's what I was getting from all that. I'm like, yo, like, 
all these all these people just like hating. It wasn't even that you know it wasn't that bad of a of a video. I had no problems with it, you know. And you know it's 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 obvious like she's gotten certain opportunities from Reebok from the UFC. Um, that you know the other uh, you, you, fighters you haven't got. You arguably could say she was gonna get that anyway because she's she's a fine motherfucker, right? So when you're a fine motherfucker like that, then it don't matter if you put on gloves, you put on boots. She was put on a stage where other people recognized her, even without knowing if she could fight or not. You know, so you know, take advantage of that shit. Get your bread, man. Don't 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 let them prostitute you. You 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 pimp them, period. Right. And, and it seems like her handlers got her going in the right direction, man. I just hope, you know, from a person that's a fan, you know, I mean, even though I don't fight, man, I consider myself a fighter. <laughs> in a lot, a lot of different ways, you know, taekwondo, wrestling, da 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 da, Marine Corps, hoorah. Um, um, but I want to see her improve as a fighter, and I think. She wants to improve as a fighter. So that's sexy to me, man, to be a fine motherfucker and, and want to fight. Yes. You know, she's had some, she's had some highlight, you know, some highlight real, you know, victory. So, yes. you know, um, I used to be one of them people who'd be like, man, she wouldn't, she wouldn't be getting that if she looked like that. But you know what? If I was in her position, I'd be doing the same shit. Fuck that. Window window is small get yours right and for the most part everybody who's been around her says that she is a sweetheart and she has a really good yeah. attitude you know i ain't never heard nothing bad about her other well it still wasn't bad but i know her and cody uh cody used to date the the current lightweight champion right now yeah but and they ain't together no more. So Paige, if, if you hear this right now, man, you got you got a dude in Detroit that look at you and be like, "What's up, girl?" <laughs> I could be your dad. I could be your daddy too, but yeah. <laughs> bro, bro, bro. <laughs> nah, but nah, man. One hundred, baby. Keeping it one hundred, baby. Yeah. Well. Well, speaking of speaking of women that I would love to take on a date, here um, we go. No, I, I'm not going there yet. Oh wow! Not going there Thank yet. God, not Thank yet. God. But and <laughs> it looks like we might be getting a um. Well, it looks like our our homegirl cyborg might be finally getting some sort of a fight coming up. Again, someone I would totally take on a date in Megan Anderson. Oh, you know what? I looked at her too. I like the tattoos. Um, I like all of that. But you know what I also thought? Right. What? She, she gonna get beat the fuck down. And you know, everybody got a chance. I mean, you're a fighter, all look, let me say this the politically correct way. Yeah. All fighters have a chance. Wait, and what did uh, James Ellsworth say? Any man with two hands has a fighting chance. <laughs> Any woman mm -hmm. with two two hands got a fighting chance. <laughs> mm -hmm. But you know what? Like, yeah. but Megan Anderson's pretty much been the first woman to actually, like, kind of 
actually say something back to uh, to Cyborg without it being yeah, all wishy washer, man. So but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Chris been been calling her out for a couple months now. Yeah. So it ain't like she just was like, yeah, they get my nip that. Chris been saying this. She it ain't she been saying. It. So I'm glad she's finally stepped up and said, yeah, okay, well let's do it. But obviously, it got to be something in it for her. Right. You know, I hope I hope it's not the interim. Yeah, they haven't I said what it's... they haven't said yet what it was going to be. No, it's not clear about what it's going to be. If it's going to be just, um, if uh, Durandamy is going to be vacating the uh, the belt, or if it's going to be an interim thing. But I... yeah, they should go. They should go ahead and strip old girl because it's obvious she don't want these problems. No, no, no. In her life. I don't think she wants these problems in her life, you know. I think Chris Cyborg will put them paws on her. That's what I think. That's just, you know, from a person that's been looking at Chris Cyborg for a long time, you know, way before people got hit to her when she fought Gina Carano. I've been looking at Chris Cyborg, you know, when she was married to her her, her husband, you know, when she... You know, yeah, she she had a crowd, but she didn't have a crowd that she has now. So, yeah, I'm, I, I I rocks with Chris, and Chris is, you know, I, whoever her opponent is, next fight, I'm gonna pray for you. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna give, send you a couple hallelujahs. You know, because I just don't see how you win. Well, well, if it's I'm Megan almost, Anderson, I'm almost if, hoping it was Holly Holm. Almost was hoping it was Holly Holm, right. but nah. You know, it ain't Holly. Holly, no. And I like Holly. I'm I, look. I always say, I take Holly over Ronda. But Holly don't want these problems. Nah, nah. But if, but if it, but if it's uh, but if it's Megan Anderson that goes against Cyborg, I I will take Megan Anderson out on a date, win or lose. Oh yeah, that's all good. I take on a date too. I take on a date. Look, I take on a date before they fight. Now, come on, girl, let's hook up. Let's hook up before you you get in, in that square dance. Well, you know what? I would take her out even after the fight because you're gonna need you're gonna need somebody to to lay your head on your shoulder when. When you like, well, what happened? And I could just keep that shit 100. Man, she fucked you all up. First <laughs> off, she hit you with a right hand that just changed everything. You didn't see it? Oh, man, hold on. I got it on video, man. Hold on. Let me let you know. <laughs> see right here? You see this right here? Okay, let me rewind. You missed that. I'll be explaining all that shit. She'd be like, will you trade me next fight? I'd be like, I don't know, man. It's Chris Cyborg, man. That's I don't really have a plan for Chris Cyborg, man. Right. You know. You know, maybe give her a bad supplement. <laughs> <laughs> That's cold, man. That's cold, man. But I I'm just saying, look, that ain't a different Chris Cyborg, but that's the only way I see somebody beating her. There ain't no diss to her. That's a that's a giving her her props because ain't nobody about to beat that ass. Ain't, nah, nah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ain't 
right. Speaking of uh, women's MMA, and I guess not to be outdone by uh, by Bellator, it was just announced that the next Ultimate Fighter is going to crown the 125-pound champion for the UFC's women's division. Well, you know, you got to do something when Bellator come out and announce that they just signed six fighters to compete in that same division. Right. So you got you have to do something to, you know, and that, that's, that ain't nothing but a little palm move. UFC, up until this point, haven't announced any big fights in five months. Right. Has there been has there been any big fights in the last five months? Anthony Rumble Johnson in DC. I don't really consider. I mean, don't get me wrong. Of this, that's not like. It wouldn't be like what Nate Diaz would do, right? And and who knows when this uh, this GSP uh, Bisbing fight's gonna actually happen that they announced? So Bisbing, Bisbing is gonna milk this shit until he can't milk it no more. <laughs> but uh, he he, yeah. he 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 is the less. Out of all champions ever in UFC history, he's the, the most non, you know, non deserve. He don't deserve that. He beat the champion, sure he did. Um, he beat Luke Rockholm. You can't hate on that, right? So, in a in a sense. Okay, yeah, maybe he does. But when you obviously not fighting the number one contender because you're looking for a big payday, that's some whack-ass shit. And when George St. Pierre picks you as a fighter he wants to come back against, that should make you feel like, like, wait a minute, hold on, this nigga look at me like I'm a chump. I'm a champion. Yeah, you are, but not really. And he's going to get beat. He didn't lose to Dan Henderson, but technically he did. Um, and Dan Henderson is in his 40s. I just think Michael Bisbing, he be doing too much. And he don't do too much. Getting a win against Dan Henderson, who you almost got knocked out against. Right. Again. Again. That man, Dan Henderson, got a logo that's famous because of your knockout. <laughs> a diving punch. A diving punch. And he made that his logo. And you're the UFC champion. How am I supposed to look at you, son? Huh? Right. Yeah, that's not not good, man. But 
Yeah, I'm not a Michael Bisbee fan. I think he might be a good actor, but he's definitely a good actor on the on the fighter aspect because GSP is going to beat him. His, his time is his time is very limited, so he should cherish it. All right, switching topics into the world of pro wrestling, and yes, I'm about to talk about what we were about, what you thought I was about to talk about. Another, oh, we go. another person that I would totally take out on a date, as this past weekend, the goddess of Raw, Alexa Bliss. Oh my god! Oh my god! Defeated King Mo's favorite. And Bailey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm with that. Go ahead. <laughs> and I was very, 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 very happy when that happened. I couldn't get to my Instagram fast enough to post about it and tag <laughs> you and Mo into it. <laughs> Dude, I, okay, I totally missed out. I totally missed paying attention to the Seth Rollins Samoa Joe fight. Because mm-hmm. I was I was so busy dealing with King Mo's delusions about Bailey. Dude, look, he hit me up today. He calls me. He says, "Man, V, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm fucked up, man. I'm fucked up, man. I'm real fucked up right now." I'm like, "Dog, what's wrong? What's wrong, dog? What's wrong?" He was like, man, I'm going to send you this link, man. Tell me what you think I should do, man. I don't know what I'm going to do. So I'm like, dog, you good? You good? You good? He like, man, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do, man. I'm fucked up, B. I was like, nigga, I got you. I got you. Dog, he sent me a link to Bailey had an injury on Raw. I said, are you fucking kidding me, dog? I thought this was some real shit. You gonna send me some shit about this motherfucker? He sent me the same so, link, man. He sent me the same link, and we were going back and forth for hours in regards to to that stuff, and me me talking about uh how how amazing Alexa Bliss is, and then him talking shit. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, man. Yeah, he rocks with he rocks with he rocks with Bailey, man. He's you know he's like you motherfucker. You, Y'all just don't like Trump. <laughs> Call us Trump, Trump like supporters, Mexican. man. I'm like, what the fuck does that have to do with it? That ain't got shit to do with it. I said, nobody likes a female John Cena. Unless you unless you a John Cena fan. I was like, and I don't fuck with Alexa Bliss, so fuck her too. You know? So I, I really, I am really happy. I was on some Mia Jackson. I want to see about Mia Jackson. She a big chick, and I think she break barriers for for women who feel a certain way about their body types. And right. Da 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 da. He and you know he 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 like you know he all Bailey, but it just killed me how the cold conversation started. <laughs> like man. <laughs> you gotta help your boy, man. I'm fucked up, V. I don't know what I'm gonna do. So I'm, I've only heard him talk like this one other time, and that's when he had his fast infection, like in 2009, 2010. And I'm like, dog, what the fuck is you talking about, man? <laughs> you know, what are you talking about? You good? Man, I don't know, V, man. I, I, 
So I'm worried. He sent me a fucking link, and it's Bailey with an injury. Fuck out of here with that, man. I'm like, dog, you set me up real good with some shit. Oh, shoot. Real oh. good. Yeah. He was like, man, give me, he said, give me, uh, give me Renzo's number, man, so I can hit him up. I was like, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Get him too. Yeah, we went back and forth. <laughs> we went back and forth for a couple hours, man. On that. <laughs> oh, look, I, look, I know. I know. He had his daughter in his hand, and he was talking shit because he had his daughter when I was talking to him. So I'm like, he like, I ain't going nowhere. I said, okay, okay. <laughs> You go right ahead. Oh. Fuck Bailey and fuck Alexis Bliss. Man, I t- t- look look here. You you can't you can't be smirch. <laughs> you can't be the 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 goddess of Raw, which is Alexa Bliss. I knew I, I knew I knew I knew this was coming too. You was gonna defend her. Man, okay, of, go of ahead. course, man. Like. But I, okay, I gotta say though, man. Um, between between the pay per view, between Raw and SmackDown this week, there were there was a lot of good uh, good wrestling going on. There was some good stuff going on this week. I really it was. enjoyed. It was. Um, that the 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 main event on Raw really like progressed. That was great. It progressed and started a lot of new stuff going on right now, and. Mm-hmm. That was great, and it was and it was it was executed so well. To your point, you're like it was a great match, but then there was all this uh, all this interference that happened at the end with uh, Samoa Joe, uh, uh, you know, attacking Seth Rollins, and then Bray Wyatt coming in, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, dude, this is. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. No, no, I didn't, and I was just like, oh, 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 like there's all this stuff going on and but it was executed so well that like now you got three three different feuds that will continue or start at this point which like there hasn't been that sort of continuity in raw on raw for a while now so like that was super super cool and these are and and these are going to be big matches big matches so imagine having those three matches on a pay-per-view, one match would sell, but having all the matches is like wow, it's a no-brainer. Like I'm super psyched, like to see what can go on between Finn Balor and uh, Bray Wyatt. Like, yeah, like that. That's actually really exciting. <laughs> that's really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh shoot! Oh oh awesome! Oh great! It's like. And it was funny because, like earlier on in the uh, in Raw, that you know they started talking about going after Brock in the Universal Championship, but then they turned it all around to the uh, to the IC belt. And I'm glad they're actually paying attention to that belt because last week that's what we were talking about how that that belt's been being ignored, you know, with everything they've been doing with Dean Ambrose. He didn't even defend it on the pay per view, you know, and right. so like. Like they hinted about all this whole thing with the Brock Lesnar thing, and then I'm like, oh, okay. So why are they talking about Brock Lesnar right now when he's not going to be defending it until July? So, and I'm glad that they right. like they just teased it, but then turned it all around to the the IC title. And I like I knew that in the end the Miz was going to win that match, but like I'm like, how's he going to win this? You know, 
and they executed it so perfectly, and it was so great. Yeah, I thought Finn Balor would win. Like, I, thought, I really thought Finn Balor was going to win. Because I figured Samoa Joe would come out. Right. But I didn't see Bray Wyatt coming out. I didn't see that. Yeah, I, see, I, I like that, the whole thing with the Bray Wyatt thing, because he came out earlier, talked all his nonsense, his regular Bray Wyatt nonsense, but he kept it open mm-hmm. to, like, where it was just, like, basically, like, I'm going to, like, he, he pretty much was saying he's going to, I'm going to start running roughshod around here, which I'm like, sweet, cool, you know, I want Bray right. Wyatt to do that, you know, so, and he did, he came out, and he attacked Finn Balor, I'm like, oh, all right, I want to see this, this is what I want to see. Yeah, that was dope. It was, uh, that was super dope. Oh, and then what I also love is that they're uh, that for SmackDown, they're setting up uh, their next pay-per-view uh, backlash to be centered around Shinsuke Nakamura. He's on all the posters. He's in the advertisements. Like, he's the main focus of that, you know? So it's super cool to see that. But what that means is... Dolph Ziggler is going to be his opponent. Which I'm fine with that. If they can, uh, if they, um, if they wait for the pay-per-view for, for Shinsuke to actually have a match and they just let them two go, like, I think it could be really, I mean, Dolph Ziggler can work in the ring. When he starts doing all those Shawn Michaels moves and stuff like that, it gets a little bit much, but he can work in the ring. And Shinsuke is one of those guys, just like AJ Styles, that he can make you look like better in the ring, also. So I think See, that would... everything. Every, you're one hundred percent accurate with that assessment. Keywords you just said: Shawn Michaels. <laughs> Dolph Michaels. <laughs> Shawn Michaels 2.0. That's what I call Dolph Ziggler. Right, right, right. But um, that's not the best thing. That's just to say he reminds me of Shawn Michaels. I mean, look at him. He wears the same boots, same tights. Um, you know, does like the super kick the exact same way that. Super super kick, same moves. It's Shawn Michaels Jr. all day. And that's what I've hated about Dolph Ziggler. His whole fucking career is Shawn Michaels Part 2. And we only... Just imagine if Dolph Ziggler came into the ring with a different outfit on. Right. I'm just saying, she can be totally different right now. And that's just me. Right. And then um, this past uh, this past weekend at the uh, the payback pay per view, our one of our favorite Chris Jericho did win the U.S. title from uh, Kevin Owens. But yeah, the- he's, hey, my boy showed up. No, okay. Know what the funny thing is? Okay, know what the funny thing is about wrestling fans? There's wrestling fans what? that went out of their way to find out if Dean Ambrose and uh, Renee Young got married and found the actual proof. But 
Chris Jericho wins the U.S. title, and I see people tweeting, oh, does that mean he's going to cancel his Fozzie tour? <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> Stupid idiot. I was like, I was, seeing, I was seeing tweets like that. I'm like, well, since he won, is he going? Does that mean he's just going to cancel Fozzie? And I'm like, oh, how can you? How can you go and? Re, re, how can some wrestling fans go be crazy enough to go research some crazy stuff and find it, but then you have at the same time actually believe that this thing out that outside of wrestling would literally be canceled because of something that happened in wrestling. I was like, what? Those are the same people that listen to Fetty Wap. <laughs> Fetty Wap. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. my God. But then this past Tuesday, they would have a rematch, and Chris Jericho would uh, would drop the title back to Kevin Owens. Which is going to set up a Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles match at Backlash on the 21st of May. Which, that should be a dope. AJ Styles, you know, he just... We, we, talk, we oh, say no. this a million times. AJ Styles, it's going to be a phenomenal match. Pun intended. And this is true. I'm with you 100% on, on that assessment. I am a diehard, 100% AJ, AJ Styles fan, whether he's good or bad. Uh, it'll be a great match with Kevin Owens. Um, but my boy is gone. The Ayatollah Rock and Roller is gone for a couple months. Yeah, man. My boy... I, I'm not gonna say see. goodbye, man. Man, say goodbye, man. I'm not gonna see the list for months. I'm not gonna see dope fucking scarves for months. <laughs> I'm not gonna see the lion saw. For months, I'm not going to hear stupid idiots get insulted for months. Oh, man. Feel my pain, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> feel, yeah. My, feel my pain. Feel my pain. Yeah. It's- the only reason I watch Raw was for Chris Jericho. Only reason that I was watching SmackDown was because of AJ Styles. Now, AJ Styles is still here, so I'm probably going to be watching SmackDown, but I'm not going to be happy until the GOAT returns. And, uh, yeah, I, I wish him a, a successful tour with Fozzie. Uh I wish him uh, a, a you know good luck on the new album, new project you guys are gonna be recording. Um, but I'm going to uh, enjoy the memories until you return, my friend. 
Yeah, there is going to be a definite void in the in the WWE Huge product. Boy. Huge. With, with uh, Chris Jericho Huge. gone for for a little while, so man. Hey, but we still got gender Mahal though. Woo-hoo! Hey, yeah. don't hinder gender. Mm. Mm. <laughs> superb words. Superb words. Oh boy, boy, boy! Drink it in, man. <laughs> Drink it in. <laughs> All right, I think that's about it for this week's podcast. Uh, v Styles, tell them where you can find you online. All right, you can hit me up on twitter.com forward slash V-S-T-Y-L-E-Z. Also, facebook.com, same thing, v- forward slash V-S-T-Y-L-E-Z. Hit me up on my verified page on Facebook at forward slash official V-Styles. That's official V-S-T-Y-L-E-Z. And also hit me up on Instagram at the forward slash V-S-T-Y-L-E-Z, and that's about it. Word, word, word. Thanks for uh, listening. See y'all next week. Peace out, y'all. Fresh is the word.